Wednesday of Holy Week is traditionally called Spy Wednesday, at least unofficially. For this is the day Judas betrayed Jesus by going to the high priest and asking, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, Judas looked for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. In other words, Judas became a spy of sorts for the enemy. You know, there's always been an element <clears throat> of mystery as to why Judas betrayed Jesus. Saints and scholars have put forth various potential motivations. But regardless of why he did, he is a tragic figure. And we see this as his betrayal plays out. After he has betrayed Christ, he deeply regrets it. He tries to bring the money back to the chief priests and elders, crying out, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. Matthew has uh, already given the alarming declaration of Jesus uh, that we see in our gospel today. The Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Judas, distraught, weighed down by the tremendous guilt uh, of his crime, he despairs of being able to receive God's forgiveness. And so he, he hangs himself. You know, there is one truth we must never forget. It is a truth expressed simply in the rule of St. Benedict, among other places, and it's this. Never despair of God's mercy. Yes, our Lord respects our freedom, uh, even if we're going to abuse that freedom by betraying him in serious sin. Yet nonetheless, like the father of the prodigal son, he awaits our repentance. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. Now Judas, of course, isn't the only betrayer of Christ in Holy Week. St. Peter the Apostle, the first pope, also denies Christ, uh, betrays Christ by denying him three times. Actually, you know, I, I think we often, we overlook Peter's betrayal or minimize it or think it's not as bad as what Judas did. But if we read uh, the gospel account of it, you know, Matthew 26, beginning with verse 69, we see the gravity of what Peter did. So beginning with verse 69, we read, One of the maids came over to him and said, You too were with Jesus, the Galilean. But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. As he went out to the gate, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This man was with Jesus, the Nazarene. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came over and said to Peter, Surely you too are one of them. Even your speech gives you away. At that, he began to curse and swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the cock crowed. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. Two things about Peter's denial. First, he didn't simply lie and deny Christ. Notice the second time he denies Christ, it says he denied it with an oath. He calls on God as his witness that he never knew Christ, saying, some, saying something like or the equivalent of, I swear to God I never knew the man. That's what he did. And then the third time he curses and swears again to emphasize how strongly he never knew Christ. 
We don't think of his betrayal as being as bad as Judas's, but it was. Secondly, he wept bitterly. He deeply regretted his sin almost immediately. Just as Judas deeply regretted his sin and went to the chief priests, returning the 30 pieces of silver to them. At this point, Judas and Peter are essentially in the same position. They're men who followed Christ closely, who were called to be his apostles, and have gravely, seriously fallen. Yet the difference between Peter and Judas is this. Peter never despaired of God's mercy. Peter went on to receive Jesus' forgiveness for his sins and to be a great saint and a martyr at that, to faithfully preach his gospel for the next 30 plus years. He never did, all because he never despaired of God's mercy. No sin is stronger than God's mercy. No number of sins is beyond his power to forgive. Never despair of God's mercy. In the past three days, we've talked about Judas and I've said he stands as a warning to us. A warning of our need to be vigilant in the spiritual life. A warning of how any one of us can betray the Lord if we aren't watchful. That's true. But above all of that, the first way, the primary way Judas is a warning for us is that we must never despair of God's mercy. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. Let us never uh, forget that. And let us always be quick to repent and turn to the Lord to receive his mercy and forgiveness for our sins.